When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, to the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Follow it, rate it, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review on Apple and iTunes. Uh, you can do it on Spotify now, but Apple and iTunes help this go a long way. We're going to continue on in college football, and we're going to continue on with the ACC. We talked about the Atlantic Division already. Now we're going to go to the Coastal Division before the ACC decides or before they do get rid of the division, which is going to be happening next year. So we're going to talk about the Coastal Division. We're going to go through uh, each team, discuss the win over under on the Vegas numbers currently that I have. I know they change every so often. So what I have currently written down, we'll go over. If I'm going to take the over or the under, we'll go through each team's schedule and talk about each team briefly and talk about what we think is going to happen for them this season. Make sure you check out the Belly Media Network at bellyupsports.com to check out all the stuff there for blogs, podcasts, everything there for everybody. There's something there for everybody. Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing to the YouTube channel. So we've discussed the ACC Atlantic. Talked about how I predict that Clemson will be the one to come out of that side, and we went through each team taking the over-under on their win totals. I only took four teams with the under um, but took the over for four teams. So let's see if we can't take more overs with this side of the conference. We are going to start off with Duke. Um, to start this off with, 
um, on the coastal side. Duke is known for basketball. Again, we don't want to get into um, basketball school versus football school. We've seen what's happened with um, Kentucky. But Duke's coming in with a brand-new head coach, uh, Mike Elko. He's taken over for Coach Cutliffe. Um, revamped the coaching staff. I know Coach Cushions, that was the head coach at Eastern Illinois University, went over there to take the online job. So they've had different guys go there. But Duke last year went three and nine. Not a great year for Duke. Um, they're up and down. They can have good seasons, have, you know, some difficult seasons. It's high academic school. It's, you know, could be sort of kind of hard to recruit there for football. Again, that's why they consider a basketball school. But there's good football that happens there. But Playing against some of the tough teams, you know, I think the ACC, you know, I am on record saying that they're not the SEC, they're not the Big Ten, but there is still good football there. There's times where they could have better teams than the Pac-12 and Big 12, so they're a little bit underrated when it comes to football, so they do have a tough schedule. They went 3-9 last year. The over-under for them is going to be three wins, so can Duke find a way to get three wins? Let's go over their schedule. For the Duke Blue Devils, they open up with Temple, then play Northwestern, North Carolina A&T, Kansas, Virginia, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Miami, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, and Wake Forest. Again, like I said, not an easy schedule for them. So, over-under is three. Their non-conference games is our Temple at Northwestern, North Carolina A&T, and Kansas. Um... They can maybe get a few wins early on um, for new coach Mike Elko. We talked about he's the new head coach. They're predicting there's a small chance that they could be 3-1 and one before they get into the meat grinder of the ACC. Um, luckily, some of the tough ones they get would be at home with Virginia, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. The toughest road ones are going to have are Miami and Pittsburgh. They really don't know who the correct – probably right now at the time of this recording, they probably know their quarterbacks are Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore. Um, Elko, he's a defensive guy. Uh, Duke gave up 45 points or more in their final six games, so him being a defensive guy is going to come in and try to change that up. There's five starters back. Um, they have a young secondary. They have going to have a young quarterback – playing for them no matter what um their offensive line is very established you know it's a veteran group so there's a chance that duke could come in and compete um new regime new adding on to their culture not reinventing the culture but he's going to be adding his culture with a new staff so there is upside to duke young quarterback Guys coming back on defense, a defensive-minded coach, a veteran offensive line. You're going to have a young quarterback, probably no matter which way they decide to lean. Um, but they do have a tough meet-grounder schedule. I know they're predicting that they could go 3-1 and one heading into conference play. I don't know where they're going to give them their 3-1. and one. Um, Maybe they because they're talking about of beating Temple and beating North Carolina A&T and possibly Kansas. I don't know if they'll beat Kansas. I know Kansas is kind of on the up. I mean, it's not really on the up and up. They're, they're just kind of, you know, we know what Kansas is. Um, that's truly a basketball school if you really want to get down to it. Um, I know the football coaches there will disagree and people that have coached there. But it's it's just that program's in a tough place. And we'll get to talk about Kansas when we get to the Big 12 part. But let's talk about Duke. I don't even know if they'll beat Temple. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not trying to 
you know, put Duke down or anything like that, but it would be hard fetched to see them beating Temple even. Um, but they could. Uh, looking at last year, they lost to Charlotte at, at the beginning. Now they played uh, North Carolina AT&T last year. They did beat them. They did beat Northwestern last year by seven, and they beat Kansas fifty-two to thirty-three. So that's why they're predicting them to, you know, possibly go uh, three and one going into that. So let's just say they go three and one. I don't know if they'll beat Temple. I'm sitting here saying they're not going to beat Northwestern. I don't care if it's biased or not. I got to see Northwestern practice. They had a young team last year. They're going to be a much tougher team. They have a much more physical offensive line now. They have a good running back. The receivers, the way they were catching footballs in practice, you know, the very, you know, and we've already talked about Northwestern. So Duke could, I mean, they could go into play Virginia and be three and one. Um, the team that they could lose to is Northwestern. They could beat Temple. They could beat North Carolina AT&T again. And they give Kansas a little bit of a whoopee, but Kansas is trying to rebuild our culture as well. It's all going to come down to pin on the run game with that veteran offensive line. But in the ACC, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you that they're going to get six wins for a bowl game because that's where we're trying to get teams. Virginia having a, you know, high-powered, going to have a high-powered offense with a new offense coming in. The only one on there that you could sit here and say that they have the, the smallest chances of winning are Georgia Tech and probably Boston College or Virginia Tech. Um, it's very possible that they just have three wins again with the over-under being three. So I'm going to be positive on this and say the over. And, you know, I see the three wins, and I'm just going to have to squeak away with one um, for the fourth. So taking Duke over the four, I don't see them being Wake Forest or Pittsburgh or Miami. I think North Carolina will be a little bit better this year. Don't see them being Northwestern. Uh, I don't see them being Virginia either. So it, it's very possible they can. So I'm going to take the over on them. Uh, over three for Duke, their new head coach, new new regime coming in uh, for them. Now moving on from them taking the over of Duke, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, they have been on a downhill since the retirement of Paul Johnson. They went 3-9 and nine last year. The over-under for them is three and a half wins. This is not where the fans of Georgia Tech thought they would be at this time. This is not where I don't even think the coaches there thought that's where they would be at this time. Um, it's, um, I don't know if you want to call it disappointment, um, but kind of is. Uh, I know that their strength coach is doing a good job. He is all over the place. He is great. Um, coach Collins is, was the new head coach that he took over after um, Coach Johnson. I've heard good things about him. People love talking to him. They like his vision, um, you know, all that good stuff. But it, it just hasn't gone the way they all thought. This is the year where you look at plans where, you know, he got the job in December of 2018. So you have so that he didn't coach that year. He started coaching 2019. So you have 2019 season, the COVID 2020 year, and then you have the 2021. So he's had three seasons. If you want to take away the COVID year, he has two. But when you look at football plans, the third, fourth year is really are you seeing change? Are you seeing up and up? And so this could be people have put him on the hot seat. I don't know if he's necessarily on the hot seat. He maybe is. Um, I've heard good things about him. It's good things about the strength coach. Um, there's good coaches on that staff. 
Um, the recruiting hasn't gone the way they thought. They've been in some close games. But I do believe the curse of Paul Johnson because at the beginning of that spring game when he took over that spring of 2019, they came out in that, you know, uh, the flex bone and then they went to sprint and the cheering of it. Um, it was said that that was to honor Paul Johnson and say, this is where we are, but this is where we're going. Cool. I get it. But at the same time, should just probably never have done that, but heard nothing but good things about him from people and people think this could be the time where Georgia Tech needs to start accelerating and taking off and trying to get back to what they were um, under Paul Johnson. But it's a high academic school, again, kind of like Duke, and it can be difficult to recruit. So over three and a half, looking at their schedule, they start off with Clemson, which is not an easy thing to start off with. Then they've got Western Carolina, Old Miss, tough one. Um, UCF, Pittsburgh, Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, and they finish off the rivalry with Georgia. Woof. Not an easy schedule for a program where by this year you're hoping that they take the next step in winning. You know, Paul Johnson had high expectations. They made the bowl games. They won games with that offense. And... You know, they're, they're hoping to get to that point. So can Georgia get over that three-and-a-half-one mark here? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, people think Georgia Tech, I've heard on programs where they're thinking that Georgia Tech could beat Clemson. I just don't see it. Um, they should on principle beat Western Carolina. I am very sorry, Lane Kiffin guy with his offense and what he's got going there. I don't see them beating Old Miss. UCF is not going to be a gimme game, I'm telling you right now. People thought that UCF season last year was a downer for um, Coach Gus there at UCF taking over there after being let go at Auburn, but that's not a gimme game either. But you're saying on principle they could beat that, but on, it's not. Um, Pittsburgh beat the form, uh, last year ACC champ. Don't see them beating that. If they're going to get a win, it would have to be Duke. Virginia, um, we'll get to them later. You know, offense coordinator from Clemson coming over. That's not a give me. They had a high power offense last year. Florida State's a winnable game. I, I Mario Cristobal and Miami. I don't know about that one. Virginia Tech. It just depends on which Virginia Tech is going to show up. It depends on how North Carolina is playing. And then they're not going to beat your defending national champion, Georgia. So where does Georgia Tech get over three and a half wins? I don't know. You know, you'd have to give them maybe Western Carolina, maybe UCF at two, maybe Duke at three, Florida State at four, and then they have the possibility of Virginia Tech at five. They get to five wins. To them, that's oof. But it's going to be very tough, I think, to get to even four wins. Again, if you gave them four, it'd have to be Western Carolina, UCF, Duke, and Florida State, or Florida State and Virginia Tech and everything else. I just don't know. This is the opportunity to take that next step. I'm I'm going to go under on this. Um, over with Duke. Under with Georgia Tech. Oh, I do think four, but it just all depends on how the other teams play. And maybe it's time for Coach Collins to go take a different head coaching job. Maybe this just isn't the right fit, and that happens. Sometimes head coaches get to a spot, they do the best they can, and then they have to move on and, and um, you know, you know, go to another place that's probably a better fit. Um, they, they, they've had a tough schedule since he got there. Um, 
and that really hurts you when you are recruiting new guys and then you try to dip into the transfer portal. You schedule SEC teams, um, tough road games. Uh, they only have five stars returning on offense. Um, they lost their leading rusher. Um, I cannot say his first name, so I apologize. I'll say his last name, Gibbs. He went to Alabama. Um, they lost three of the top four wide receivers. They're gone. Defense only has like two of the three starters coming back. No, no starters coming back up on the defensive line. Um, so having those type of situations, having a very tough schedule, playing some SEC schools, then a sneaky good UCF team, um, it's tough. It's very tough to have them do that. So I have to go with the under. I don't want to. I was very upset with the Paul Johnson thing, with the flex bone thing. I got over it and listening to people talk about the coaches there and seeing it. Yeah, it, you you almost root for them and, and everything. But it's difficult. It's very difficult for that. So you have to take the under for Georgia Tech. Moving on to a team that everybody's going to be looking at. Um, Ronald Cristobal, new head coach of the U Miami Hurricanes, who went 7-5 and five last year. Uh, Mario Cristobal returning home to Miami uh, to help try to build Miami back up to what it was, you know, in the U days. And they were 7-5 and five last year. Over-under for them is 8.5 wins for them. Uh, high expectations for Miami all the time. Mario Cristobal is not going to shy away from uh, high expectations for them. Uh, their schedule... Bethune Cookman, no idea who that is. I apologize. Southern Miss, then at Texas A&M, who is number six in the nation right now. Then Middle Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and Pittsburgh. Um, their first two games um, set them up very well. Um, at Miami, um, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. So trying to get here. So eight and a half wins for them. Can they get to eight and a half wins? Well, with their non-conference, it's very possible they can win three out of their four non-conference games. And again, with Bethu Cookman, Southern Miss, there's Texas A&M and Middle Tennessee. I'm not saying they're going to beat Texas A&M. I'm not saying they're going to lose to them either. We know how we feel about Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. But they have very good athletes. He's been there. So on principle, you're thinking Texas a and is going to beat them. So out of their non-conference right there, they should have be three and one in their non-conference on principle. You know, articles are saying it's an easy start when well, nothing's easy, but um, five of their first seven games are at home. Then they got three of five on the road. So they could get some victories early and get some confidence, but their road games are very um, difficult. They have to go to Clemson. They have to go to Texas A&M. So it's very tough. Um, their quarterback is back, Tyler Van Dyke. He had 25 touchdowns and six interceptions in 2021. Um, you know, there's been reports that he's been doing very Good. They got um, Josh Gatiss coming. Their uh, new offensive coordinator came over from Michigan. Um, their running back, Jalen Kington, is back. Uh, so you have an established running back there. They lost two wide receivers. Um, they have seven stars back on defense. Um, and they ended up getting um, Kevin Steele as their defensive coordinator. Now we know what happened there at Auburn, but we can't deny his defensive mind, how he handled things at Auburn. And Gus don't like that, but you're bringing in Mauro Cristobal, who knows how to win and recruit and has seen it at the highest um, universities and levels and brings an excitement there. He's all about Miami. It's a coming home party for him. 
Um, so the over-under, eight and a half for them. Now, it's a tough schedule, and they're going to have to play very well in order to get to that point. So do they get to uh, uh, eight and a half? Again, like I said, at that non-conference, they should go and play North Carolina at three and one. It's very possible they could still beat North Carolina because North Carolina had a good year two years ago than last year underperformed. Could they do that again? I see them beating Duke. I see them beating Virginia Tech. North Carolina is a toss-up, but if you give them those two, there's five wins. I think they could beat Florida State and, Te- and Georgia Tech. Uh, so right there, you're getting them seven. So they'd have to squeak one out somewhere else with North Carolina, Virginia. I don't know if they'll beat Clemson, and I don't know if they'll beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to be a team where they're going to be very dominant or losing their wide receiver. They're not going to be as dominant. So over, under, eight and a half for Miami. I think they're going to win eight or nine. I definitely am confident in saying that they'll win eight or nine. Um, I'm going to go under only because I think it's going to be eight. I'm not saying under because they're going to win four games or three games. Uh, going seven and five last year, I think they won one more to get to that eight. And then just Mario Cristobal just continues on. I know they're upgrading facilities. I know that recruiting, hitting the transfer portal. Um, NIL has been big down there. You've seen reports on who's getting what. So I think that they will continue that role into next year. But I'm going to go under only because I think it's going to be right at eight. I don't see 10. I don't see any of that. Um, but. And they could. It's very possible. But I'm going to stick with under only because it's eight and a half. And I'm going to say they're going to get to that seven or excuse me, eight win mark. But I say eight or nine. Miami will be better than they were last year. But again, we've talked about how it was handled hiring Mario Cristobal without an athletic director, still having a head coach on staff. Um, hopefully they're you know past that and they're going to be on the up and up. College football is good when Miami is good. Um, and I don't want to, you know, go after anybody from Miami. I'm not saying that. Eight wins is still good. I know that's not Miami standards, but it's still good for where they are right now. And then it just continues on. And the only reason why I see under for the eight, because new coach, new everything. You're going to have to get, you know, they have to get used to everything. So that's why with that. Moving on to the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, Coach Mac Brown. Heading into another season at North Carolina. They underperformed last year after doing very well the year before during the COVID year. Um, they end up going six and seven. The over under over win total under for them is seven and a half. Can they get to that seven and a half to eight win mark at North Carolina this year? Well, their schedule at the very beginning for non-conference up until week four for them or their fourth game gives them a very variable chance. Their schedule is Florida A&M, Appalachian State, which is not a give me. They are very good at football, but on principle, um, you know, they should win. But, you know, Appalachian State, that's not a give me. Georgia State, not a give me either. Then they play Notre Dame, then Virginia Tech, Miami, Duke, Pittsburgh, Virginia, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, and end with NC State uh, rivalry game playing NC State. Um, so seven and a half wins. Can Mac Brown get North Carolina there? Well, again, out of their non-conference, Florida A&M, Appalachia State, Georgia State, and Notre Dame. There's a possibility they are three and one out of those. I think Notre Dame's not going to win a national championship or anything like that, but I think Notre Dame will still be a tough team. Um, But 
they're very sneaky. They're very sneaky. Um, they'll have Notre Dame after a bye week. That helps them, but it's still... People think North Carolina can beat Notre Dame. I think they'll be pretty good. And I'm not saying they're even going to beat Appalachian State. That's a trap game right there. And then they have tough um, ACC play. Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, North Carolina State. Um, They have to travel to Miami and Wake Forest, hostile environments. So it's very tough. They have a quarterback battle going on right now between Criswell and May. uh, Drake May. Um... Sam Howell is now in the NFL, so these are going to be new quarterbacks. There's only five stars returning on offense. Um, their leading receiver is Josh Downs. He had 101 receptions, 1,335 yards in 2021, which is nice for the quarterback. Uh, but they need a running back. Um, right now it's going to be British Brooks probably. Um, on defense, they have eight starters back. So hopefully their defense is better. They have returning starters in the secondary um, then they got the Ohio State transfer, Cavesos, which will help them. So defensively, North Carolina should improve a little bit. Offensively, and the type of spread, um, air raid type stuff they do, it, it's going to be unique to see because Sam Howell struggled last year. The whole offense struggled last year. How are they going to step up and do that to have a wide receiver? It's about the young quarterback is good. But so defensively, North Carolina should be better. But offensively... It's going to have to see um, how, how, how well they do. So North Carolina, 7.5, can they get there with this schedule? I, I, it, it, the question marks offense. I, I may have to take the under, already telling you to take the under of this 7.5. Um, Florida A&M on principle, they should be on principle, should be Georgia State. I don't see them beating Notre Dame. And it's possible Appalachian State beats them. We've seen it before. They're, that whole conference is great. We've seen what Coastal Carolina can do. Um, so Appalachian State can do the same thing. So on principle, you're looking at going to Notre Dame 3-0. and And then, so 3-0, and I don't see them beating Notre Dame. Depends on what Virginia Tech team you get. If Miami is rolling, getting back to their U-ways, they wouldn't win there. If they do win another one, it would be Duke. And if you win another one, it would be Georgia Tech. Pittsburgh will be a tough one. Virginia, I'm telling you, is going to be a tough one. Wake Forest will be a tough one. NC State's going to be a tough one. I'm going to have to go with the under only because it's going to be. It will be seven or eight, <sighs> probably six to eight. But I'm going to go under because I'm going to say it's seven wins. Uh, uh, one more win than they got last year. But with the schedule, with the question marks on offense, um, everything that went on there, new quarterback coming in that's going to be younger if Sam Howell was coming back you might take the over because the offense should hopefully be clicking again after coming off a rough time but new quarterback questions on offense um their defense would have to carry them and you know in college football sometimes that doesn't always work out anymore like it used to um so I'm taking the under with North Carolina for that seven and a half I think North Carolina will get to that seven win mark Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
all you football coaches out there, it's not too late to still be looking up drills. I know we're in our football seasons, going into our football seasons, but it's never too late to get back to the basics. And Coach Stone has done just that by creating his Back to the Basics drill manuals. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, click on Back to the Basics drill manuals, there's drills out there for everything, special teams, offense, defense, strength and conditioning, everything. He has done all the work for us to be simple, to get these drills to help us. You could be using even youth, high school, and even college. We, we make things too complicated. We need drills that are simple and back to the basics. His very first book is over 500 pages of drills. So go to, again, go to coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics drill manuals, and uh, let's get back to the basics. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you ever stop and think about all the hits your big guys are taking in the trenches, your D-line, your offensive line? Because they hit each and every play. And that's why it's the best position in football. But they take a lot of hits and practices into the game. It's a lot of hits they're taking, a lot of blows. So there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the impact those guys are taking each and every week. And it's Guardian Caps at Guardian Sports. It helps reduce the impact by up to 30%, which is huge. So there's a way to protect the helmets, protect those guys. Uh, again, that's Guardian Sports. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and you use the code 15 off, it's going to save you 15% off your order. Um, there's different colors out there and it doesn't matter if you're buying one, two, three, four, a hundred. doesn't matter. It's worn by over five NFL teams. More NFL teams are adding more and more each day and you're seeing on TV and over 200 plus colleges. Again, you're seeing colleges left and right get them. There's a reason why they're getting them. And they that's why you see a lot of linemen and defensive linemen wear them. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, and big-time NFL teams wear them. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I know it costs money, but I'm here to save you money. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15 off. It will save you 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Sports, for sponsoring this podcast. So under for North Carolina, now we're going to move on to the ACC champ from last year, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh went 11-3 and last year. Great season for them. Uh, last year under coach um, Pat Narduzzi. I hope I said his name right. I do apologize, Narduzzi, uh, who has done a great job at Pittsburgh. They're always that tough, nitty-gritty type of team, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won 11-3 last year. The over-under for them is 8.5, winning the ACC last year. So let's get their schedule pulled up and see if they – we can't look to see if they can get over the 8.5 win predictions and have a good year like they did last year. They have a very tough schedule. Uh, they start off with West Virginia, then Tennessee, Western Michigan, Rhode Island, Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech, Louisiana or Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, and Miami. Now, what I mean by tough, tough schedule, just a tough ACC schedule, but to open up with West Virginia is tough. To have Tennessee right after is tough, um, and how you go through that. So their schedule, I'm sorry not to really say it's a tough, tough, tough schedule. It was starts tough with Tennessee there. Um, but their schedule sets them up for having another good season. Um, so talking about their non-conference, can they do stuff in their non-conference? West Virginia, Tennessee, um, it's unique that they go to Western Michigan and then Rhode Island. Um, they're five of their first six games at home, so they, they have an opportunity to do that. But again, going to Western Michigan is a little weird, but um, that's what they wanted to do. And then, they're going to do the backyard brawl and and Tennessee and and that's going to be a tough one. Um, they got a quarterback UC transfer, um, Keaton Slovis, I believe. 
Um, but then they lose Kenny Pickett, a Heisman Trophy finalist. Um, but they get Solvis from a USC program, so hopefully that helps. Um, then they lost Jordan Addison to USC, which we all heard about, talking about NIL and tampering in the transfer portal and, you know, all that stuff. You know, he was probably the best wide receiver in college football, one of the best. Um, they return eight starters on offense, seven are back on defense. So they're going to be a tough team once again. Three of the top four tacklers return, um, and they have them at linebacker. Um, they have tough games later on in the season, but they still are set up to have a good season. So eight and a half for them. Well, West Virginia, going to be tough. On principle, you're thinking they could beat them. It'd be tough for me to say they're going to be Tennessee. I think Tennessee will be much improved from what they were last year. Um, they should beat Western Michigan, should beat Rhode Island, should beat Georgia Tech. I'm going to say they should be able to beat Virginia Tech. Louisville will be a tough one. It depends on the question marks for North Carolina. Again, we talked about Syracuse. Syracuse could hopefully upset. Virginia would be a tough one. I see them beating Duke, and then it depends on Miami. So can they get to eight wins? Well, West Virginia won. Western Michigan, two. Rhode Island, three. Georgia Tech, four. Virginia Tech, five. If they can beat North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, like there, there's a possibility there to get to eight or nine wins. So I'm going to go with the over. I think it'll be nine. I think they'll get to nine. It'll be eight or nine for sure. But I'm going to go with the over and say that they're going to get around nine wins this year. And um, maybe there's a possibility they come out of the Coastal. We'll say that at the end. Um, reigning ACC champ, made it out of the Coastal last year to play Wake Forest and end up beating Wake Forest last year. Even though they lose one of their best wide receivers, you know, to have a quarterback transfer in, that's it's pretty good. Returning a lot of starters, their defense is big time. Um, they love to run the football. So having all that, I think there's a possibility they get to nine wins. I don't know if they'll go 11-3 and three like they did last year, but it's very possible they still do very well. Um, moving on to Virginia. Virginia gets a new head coach and an old offensive coordinator from Clemson and Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott was a great offensive coordinator for Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. Um, Virginia had a high-power offense last year, so to have a guy like Coach Elliott come in and take over, be a head coach, um, to take over and bring his offensive mind to a place that was already good on offense, that that you know that looks like good success there that could happen at Virginia. Um, last year, Virginia went six and six, even with a high-powered offense or defense. Sometimes they didn't do too well. The over/under for them, I think, maybe because of Elliott and and how their offense was last year and what he's going to bring to the table with his um, power offense um, is seven and a half. So let's go through their schedule. They open up with Richmond, then they travel to my University of Illinois final line. I then Old Dominion. Syracuse, Duke, Louisville, Georgia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Coastal Carolina, and Virginia Tech. Um, not an easy schedule, especially when you have a new head coach um, coming in. So they're non-conference, Richmond, Illinois, Old Dominion, Coastal Carolina. Um, four of their first seven games are on the road, so that's a little bit tough. But then they get four straight home games against Miami, Pittsburgh, North Carolina are part of that. Um, the, the non-conference is very manageable. Um, now, the only, Coast Carolina is not going to be a give-me. It's not going to be a give-me. 
They did beat Illinois pretty good last year, but Illinois, gonna, Illinois did not play well at the quarterback position last year, which then led to the defense not playing well. And that was kind of when they made the churn on their defense and then tried to figure out what was going on with the quarterback position. Illinois going to have a much better quarterback. They're going to have a young offensive line, but it's going to be able to run the type of schemes they do. New offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Walters, is great. So that's not a give me either. Um, Their quarterback this year is going to be Brandon Armstrong. Um, It's going to, one of the things we're talking about is, is the offense going to be as explosive under Coach Elliott? Um, Armstrong, the quarterback last year, um, did well last year. but their run game didn't do well, and the defense did not do well. Um, they have a really good wide receiver core um, with Wicks, Thompson, and Kemp, and Davis Jr. Um, they don't know how their defense is going to be. Offense is going to have to score a lot because the defense could. They're talking about who they have on defense. The defense is not being talked about well at Virginia. The, the, so it's going to be almost like they, if they're going to win games, it's going to be, have to like be what Wake Forest did last year, where they're going to get shootouts and the defense is going to struggle and they have to outscore everybody. And that's not always what they do. Um, the only way Virginia would look good is because nobody knows too much about them besides that. They've kept everything kind of closed. How is Coach Elliott going to you know put onto his culture? People are taking the over um, because they like the quarterback. They like having the guy play for Coach Tony Elliott, who's been around really good quarterbacks. But there's no gimme that they'll get to the 7.5 because where do they get to the 7.5? Well, they should be able to beat Richmond. I don't even know if they'll beat Illinois. Illinois is going to be much improved. They should be able to beat Old Dominion. I bet you they're going to say that they can beat Syracuse, Duke, Georgia Tech. And I'm guessing they're going to say they could beat Coastal Carolina, but that's not a gimme. It all depends on Virginia Tech. So I'm going to go under because of their schedule and because there are question marks with Louisville and there's question marks with North Carolina because North Carolina and Virginia are going to be similar teams. The only difference is Pittsburgh or uh, Virginia is going to have a more established quarterback. So I'm going to go with the under only because I'm going to give them seven. I'm going to give them seven. They're, on the schedule somewhere, there's seven. They went six and six last year. They're going to have to try to outscore everybody, and there's some of these teams on here where they try to outscore them. There's a possibility if they hit the ball last, they could go in and win. So I'm going to go under only because I think they're going to get right to the 7-1 mark. To wrap up the Coastal Division of the ACC for the 2022-2023 football season is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is not what they once were, um, you know, they, they've done well, but not to the standards that they used to do. Uh, last year, they went 6-7. and seven. The over-under for them this year is 6.5 wins. Uh, let's go through their schedule. Um, they open up with Old Dominion, then Boston College, and then Warford, West Virginia, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Miami, NC State, Georgia Tech, Duke, Liberty, and then end it with Virginia. Not an easy schedule either, especially for a program um, that's trying to get back to what they were with coach now their coach Brent Pry, um, new head coach coming in, uh, coached at Penn State. It's going to try to bring what he's learned over there, um, but done done some good things. But coach Brent Pry is going to come in and try to turn that around again. There. Um, non-conference, Old Dominion, Walford, West Virginia, Liberty, Liberty, not a give me, West Virginia, not a give me. They should beat Old Dominion, Walford. Um, so they're the two sneaky games for them are West Virginia and Liberty. 
Um, so possibility they go two and two in those. They'll go two and two or three and one. They're not going to win all of them, especially um, playing Liberty on the road. Then they get three straight home games. Um, they have tough road games in North Carolina, Pittsburgh, and NC State. Um, they have a quarterback transfer coming in from Marshall Grant Wells. Um, one of the things for them is offense. Virginia Tech is known for defense. They've had times where they've really gone offense, um, but the transfer from Marshall should hopefully bring, I don't know if stability is the right word, some poise at the quarterback position for uh, Virginia Tech. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at the skill position, so they have to stay healthy. Um, their defense under Coach Brent Pry. Um, he was a graduate assistant under Frank Beamer and Bud Foster. So the defense can kind of go back to what Virginia Tech used to do. So they're going to have to try to win games with defense. And in the college game today, if you can't score with a defense that's playing a lot better, it's hard for you to win. Back in the day, you could maybe dominate on offense or on defense and just score a touchdown or two, and you're going to win the game. If you have a defense that's playing well, but you can't score all the time, or try to get 21 points to 30-some points on the board. It's hard for you to win now in college football. Um, they have good linebacking core. But, again, everybody has to stay healthy. So, new head coach coming in over under 6.5. Going to be very tough for him. You know, beat Old Dominion, maybe beat Wofford. But then to beat West Virginia and Liberty, both not likely. Maybe 3-1 out of those, but maybe 2-2. Two and two. I don't, Or, uh, excuse me, uh, and then to beat West Virginia, I don't know. Um if you're going to win any games out of there, you're looking at maybe Duke, maybe Georgia Tech, and that's about it. So the rest of it is very tough. I'm going with the under because they'll get five or six. I'm going to say five or six. I don't see them going over six and a half here on this. People want to lean over because um, of Virginia Tech and the history of them. And believing in what they do there, but and trying to get back to what they used to do on defense. But with new stuff coming in, not a lot of depth, question marks on offense. You're not going to be able to do everything on defense in this conference. So under probably because they'll be back to that, to that six win mark, um, maybe five wins. So under for Virginia Tech this year. But seeing if that defense can't improve, and maybe they get back to what they were. Um, coming out of this side will be Pittsburgh or Miami. I think it will be Pittsburgh, again, going to play Clemson in the ACC championship game. And I think if Clemson has it rolling or, you know, more confident in the quarterback position, Clemson will win the ACC. Not saying they're going to make the college football playoff, but I do see them winning the ACC this year. Um, So to recap very, very quickly, Duke over three and a half, over three win-loss record. I'm going to take the over. Georgia Tech, three and a half. I'm taking the under. Miami, eight and a half. I'm taking the under. North Carolina, seven and a half. I'm taking the under. Pittsburgh, eight and a half. I'm taking the over. Virginia, seven and a half. I'm taking the under. And Virginia Tech, six and a half. I'm taking the under. Um, That wraps up this uh, talk on the ACC, on the Coastal Division. Last year of the divisions, the ACC, and we'll see what happens with conference realignment during the season, the offseason, and all that stuff, and see what happens there. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow it, rate it, leave a review on Apple and iTunes. Check out all the affiliates description below. Leave a comment. Follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. This has been another episode, and we will see you guys next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.